0: With
1: me into the tormented, haunted,
0: half-lit
1: night of the insane. This is my one. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman
0: who is mad. Hi, and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your poltergeist, Kinsey. I'm your poltergeist,
1: guide Donna. And I'm your poltergeist, Mac.
0: And this week, oh, I should say, or June, we're June is Grindhouse Month. <laughs> and this week we covered part one, which is 2007's Planet Terror. Um, so let's, you know, we'll go ahead and jump right in. Had you seen it before? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Uh, I will go last because this was my suggestion. And I'm curious with my my fellow uh, poltergeists what they thought. I have never seen this before. I didn't really like this. I understood what it was doing. I mean, I understood it was paying homage to that kind of movie. And I think my problem is I don't really love that kind of movie to begin with. It did have some bright spots. I'm never unhappy to see Michael Bain. There were moments in the movie that were fantastic. I loved the effect with the leg. It was a really good effect. And when we got to what I'm calling the last reel... It really picked up for me. But uh in general, no, I didn't I didn't like it. But I have been really not enjoying these these is is this really happening? Is this not really happening movies that we've been watching? And this movie, solid foundation in reality, I appreciated that. Mm, all right. I mean there was no doubt that what was happening was happening. So uh,
1: I I agree with what you're saying. I I just did not think we were going to open this up with Planet Terror has a firm grounding in reality. I, I I'm I'm just going to say I was surprised we went there. I I follow your point and it's unassailably true. But I did not think that that was going to be <laughs> the bullet of your review.
0: Did not have that on our on our bingo card is what no. we're no. saying.
1: No, I honestly am not. I like. I am only about 80% sure I've seen this before. I know I've seen Death Proof before. I missed it when it was in the theaters. So did almost everybody. So uh, I feel okay about that. I'm watching it and there are things that are ringing a vague bell and things that I'm like, oh man, I think I would have remembered that had I watched this before. Do we want to get into the wine scenes of it all at this point? Or are we holding that off for a little bit later?
0: Let's Let's save it for a discussion. Yeah. It's a big point. Yeah. It's it's, it's coming uh, up. So,
1: I'll say it as a preview to that: that it, when you see the Weinsteins in the credits, you clench up a little bit. And so I'm all, like I'm not in the right spirit coming into the movie to like oh, we're just gonna have some fun. I'm like Weinstein's, this isn't fun. No one's having fun. But with that being said, I I, I did it eventually relax, even though that was that that aspect of it was still in the back of my head. Uh, I I genuinely laughed with the missing reel gag. I thought that was that was pretty great, uh, especially g- considering that that reel has to be foundational for the movie because things are just absolutely out of their mind when the movie picks back up again. <laughs> I think all my others will be discussion points. Yeah, liked it with some reservations.
0: With some asterisks, I think?
1: Along the lines of what I think Donna is. Uh, okay. Hint- or that we're all hinting at but some of the issues Donna had were on my mind as
0: well. Yeah. We're 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 getting there. We're right yeah. now we're just kind of dancing on it. Yeah. I had seen this before as I mentioned very early on uh this was my suggestion doing this. Uh The poster is
1: on the wall behind but, you.
0: Yes, the poster is on the wall behind me. I have the coffee table <laughs> book on the bookshelf back there. Yeah. Um uh, I did see this in the theaters. I saw it twice in the theaters.
1: That's <laughs> a commitment. That's a full working day.
0: Well, one was a sneak preview that Vintage Stock did, and then a couple of days later we went, It's like okay, we'll we'll definitely check it out. You again. still
1: spent upwards of eight hours on it. I'm saying like,
0: <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I'd seen this before. I like this. I do agree with what we're talking about. I had not rewatched it, and so yeah, that's it's kind of cringy, but I enjoyed it. I kind of figured what I was getting into with it. There were definitely parts that i had kind of forgotten about and then other parts it's like oh yeah we went there we so went there but we no, it's, sure went there i like i said i enjoy it i i am not disagreeing with any of the problematic problems yeah. that people associated with have i will not there will be no fight in that <laughs> <laughs> from me but yeah i i have a i have a good time with it it's and it's gonzo so, a little bit different for those of you not familiar with the grindhouse term. I wasn't until this film, but films shot and screened at grindhouses characteristically contain large amounts of sex, violence, and bizarre subject matter, which I mean, that's definitely this film. V yeah. pictures, essentially. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, for those of you that don't know what Planet Terror is about, one will be in spoiler territory. Even us being in spoiler territory, I don't think we'll prepare you for this film. But our good, good buddies at IMDb want you to know, after an experimental bioweapon is released, turning thousands into zombie-like creatures, it's up to a ragtag group of survivors to stop the infected and those behind its release.
1: But really, what it's about is, imagine The Walking Dead, but there is the capacity for joy. Maybe not the accomplishment of it, but yeah. That's another thing where I have a distance from the movie. Like, I hate zombies. There, I said it. Because The Walking Dead, it's all just, it's bad and it's only going to get worse. Whereas this is like, it's bad, but occasionally a woman's going to have a gun for a leg and we're going to have a good show. (laughs) And there's barbecue. There was never barbecue on The Walking Dead. If there was more barbecue on The Walking Dead, I might have uh, stuck around for the last few seasons.
0: Oh, there was that terminus civil situation. Yeah, but this I, d- was-
1: I don't know what that means. But I'll I, I
0: accept you. There was barbecue. <laughs> um. It was not good mm. barbecue. I just appreciate since this was said in Texas that they did pay homage to the barbecue culture mm-hmm. that is well known for the state.
1: And and. I appreciate that you said barbecue like a Texan. There was there was just a tripping over the uh, of the sybl- syllables there that was really enjoyable.
0: Totally by accident. Yeah, totally by accident. Or was it? <laughs> <laughs> so I think we should address the elephant in the room and kind of talking about the Weinstein's and everything like that. Yeah, because otherwise we're going to be dancing around it.
1: In this film's defense, the legend is. That, I mean, Rose McGowan's in both Death Proof and Planet Terror. Tarantino and Rodriguez wanted to use her, but she was all, re- she was, she had already made accusations against Harvey Weinstein that were buried, and the Weinstein said, no way, no how, and they did it anyway. And Harvey Weinstein was so pissed that he slashed the ad budget for these movies, and part of the reason why it did not have a, a huge box office success so this movie exists despite Harvey Weinstein, even though his name's on it. And I I, I admire that quality of it.
0: I did not know that, so, yeah. Well, I, I like it better now. Yeah,
1: Right. It's hard to dislike entirely a, a, an experiment that was constructed as a fuck you to Harvey Weinstein before it was cool to build fuck yous to Harvey Weinstein.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, from, apparently, my eyes skimmed right over the name Weinstein, because <laughs> I didn't notice the name Weinstein. What I noticed was Rose McGowan, and as soon oh. as I saw the name Rose McGowan, I went, oh, uh. oh, oh, shit. And so that's how I realized what I was watching. Yeah, basically, there's a, a ad reel. I think it's during the fake trailers and... It says, "Brought to you by your friends from the Weinstein Company," and both Billy and I just cringed. It was like, "Oh, oh, no. oh, no. not my friends, not my friends, not my friends, no, no, not my friends, no, 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 <laughs> not at all."
1: Yeah, and and then to further indict the movie, to go on the other end, Rose McGowan's been on the record saying that this film exploited her. Now it's an exploitation movie, so that's part and parcel of it,
0: right? Uh, but it. It's hard with the other things sprinkled in. Absolutely, yes. And knowing who's associated with it to just mm. use that excuse. Well, it's an exploitation right. film.
1: Well, and Rodriguez's excuse was she she knew the movie she was signing up for. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't a bait and switch. It, right. it wasn't uh, presented to her as one movie and became another movie either in the production or post-production of it. But at the same time... If you're really fully engaging with the, to put it mildly, the fucked up power dynamic in Hollywood, uh, you know her livelihood was dependent on just going along with what some dudes wanted to do at mm-hmm. some point. So, so saying, oh, she knew what she was getting into, is a is a very weak sauce uh, rejoinder. The you really should be focusing on. We made it to fuck with Harvey. And that would make it, you know, better for everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Yes, it's an exploitation movie. So lead with that. Okay. Lead with that. And you can say, yes, we're paying homage slash parodying uh, an exploitation movie. Because when you get to that last reel and the cop has cut her shirt off to show her under boobs. Okay. That's parody. Yeah. All right. When the cop is wearing a crop top, that's parody. Okay. That cop um, shirt, as the film went on, proceededly got mm-hmm. shorter and shorter. Because there was one point I was like, I think her is her shirt shrinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think I think if they would have stuck with, hey, we're this is what we're doing, they would have they would have been more okay. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like Pulp Fiction is what it is. Pulp Fiction's a great movie, but it's it's also but at the same time, it is both paying homage and sort of parodying the movies that that it's paying homage mm-hmm. to. Um And it's great. But it's an interesting point,
1: Donna, because I think when you talk about Pulp Fiction and really a lot of the other Tarantino and Rodriguez films, they are taking those elements of the B movie or the grindhouse movie and trying to elevate them into something better. This always felt like they were going to forget the elevation and just literally try to make that sort of gonzo movie that they liked, but probably in an ironic way.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So there's that quality to it, which I think leaves a couple of people off balance. You mentioned also talking about the influences of what they're taking in and, 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 and spitting out. I want to talk about one movie that I think is written into this movie's DNA. Anyone want to guess what it is?
0: No, because I have no idea, but I'm intrigued.
1: I'm sure you are. 1981's Halloween Two.
0: Okay. I'm listening. you' uh, Same.
1: Okay. You got the hospital setting right there. We're, Mm -hmm. we're, we're we're working with it. Like uh, some of the music choices are very sort of high synth carpenter esque and the elevated gore, uh, certainly from the original is there. And I was, maybe I just always have Halloween two on the mind. So I was thinking, oh, you know, maybe I'm just, I'm seeing what I want to see. It's a Rorschach test. That's fine. But then there's the scene where Brolin's about to stab Marley Shelton in
0: the eye
1: with a syringe. And I'm like, nah, nah, now I know you're talking to me. So
0: I think you're right, because, yeah, that music. And that's funny is because I went uh, at my previous job. I would always listen to music as I was working. Mm-hmm. And I would listen to the Grindhouse, or I would listen to Planet Terror's music specifically because it was just music, and I didn't yeah. really have to pay attention. I could just be doing my own thing. And it's yeah, it's very synth heavy. It's yeah. I'm I'm definitely co-signing.
1: There, there's a lot of very subtle Halloween two references in there. And then at the end, they have all the special thanks, and they they thank rick perry which you know i i think they had to just because they were shooting in texas and he was governor at the time but i went oh boo and then a couple of names down they said special thanks to john Carpenter. i was like yay (laughs) so that's in there i i i I, if i if we had rodriguez to talk to now i would say was halloween 2 one of the big things you were thinking about as you were making this movie so
0: I read a bunch of trivia and there was a movie they kept Escape from New York. They kept playing this Escape from New York and The Thing. They would play the soundtracks from Escape from New York and The Thing to set the mood. And honestly, knowing both of those, I mean, granted, those are both Carpenter soundtracks. Yeah. Well, uh, not The Thing. That's uh, Mark Coney. Yeah. But it yeah. But it, it does put your actors, especially if they're familiar with those films, into the frame of mind that they need to be in yeah and I know yeah. my my one bit of trivia is that they uh if you notice with Bruce Willis he's always by himself when they shoot and apparently that was a a grindhouse thing was like you know when you had the big star he was always by <laughs> himself mm-hmm. and never interacted with the other actor so I thought that was a
1: uh, because they was. probably had him for an hour. Yeah, or two, and we're mm-hmm. paying through the nose for it. It's
0: like we got Bruce for this long, so we yeah. are gonna. <laughs> they would shoot all his scenes, and then if he ever appeared with actors, it would always, with the other actors. It would always be from behind or
1: intercut. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh-huh. So <laughs>
1: it feels like they do that a lot now, but it's not even a B movie thing. Like I was watching mm-hmm. Malefic- Maleficent of all things, and I am convinced. Angelina Jolie did not interact with any other cast member in that movie, but that's that's a discussion for another time
0: <laughs> that's a, that's another uh,
1: <laughs> yeah another podcast, which is definitely what I need
0: <laughs> so I want to pause but not really pause. I want us to we can't talk about this film without bringing up the fake trailers mm-hmm. we, <laughs> which I love that. Now two of the four will be made because <laughs> we have machete, which Rodriguez, as we know, made that, and it's so it's so over the top. Even the movies over the top. Uh, plus, it's I'm never mad when I get to see Danny Trejo. I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm never yeah. mad at that. Uh, then Rob Zombie's Werewolf Women of the SS. That is pure zombie. Is, right.
1: I was like, oh, well, zombie really had to flex to meet the aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> no, don't stress yourself out, Robbie. Just just, you know, reach reach for it if you could.
0: But at this, and at I with him, especially, I can always tell who he's working with at the time, because that was I think it was when he was doing Lords of Salem or right before because uh, or no, it was Halloween because it Cybil was Halloween. Dan- yeah. Yeah. Sybil Danning's yeah. in it. And that was he was doing some stuff with her. So but Because
1: Halloween came out later that year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, seeing Sybil Danny there, it's like, okay, so yeah, this is, you know.
1: (laughs) And I must not have seen the trailers before, because I think I would have remembered Nick Cage as Fu Manchu. I I'm I'm reasonably sure if I if that had entered my brain in the past, I would have recalled it in the present.
0: Yes, you would have, because that is a and and I love that that is left till the last part to be like, oh, Nick Cage is Fu Manchu. And it's like, of course, of course right. it is Nick Cage.
1: That was not the of course I ha- reaction I had in that trailer. The Sherry Moon Zombie was, well, of course.
0: Well, yes. And then Bill Mosley But I'm also, once again, I'm never mad when I get to see Bill Mosley I am always, it's always, I'm always a happy little panda about that.
1: <laughs> I really loved Don't. I'm, I loved it as a little piece of a movie. I I, I thought it was fantastic. I want to see
0: Don't. I want to see Don't as well. And I mean, for those that, that haven't watched the Don't trailer, one, it's done by Edgar Wright. Right. So right there, that is elevation, because it's Edgar Wright, and he's fantastic. But yeah, because Simon Pegg's in it, Nick Frost. Uh,
1: Will Arnett's the narrator.
0: Yeah, Will Arnett's the narrator. Uh, Jason Isaac, who... Also, yeah. I'm never gonna never be mad. at This is another reason why I really I like the Grindhouse films. In general is that two of my not so secret boyfriends are in it. So even for just a smidge, I'm I'm here for all of this. I'm here so, for all.
1: Of this. So Beans in in Thanksgiving, and I even put the note like, okay, Ken, see your appreciation appreciation for this, it, how how much of it is based on the degree of Michael Bean in it?
0: <laughs> well when you start throwing in death proof and kurt russell like there's a you could you can make it you can yeah. you can make a diagram i'm not gonna lie yeah not gonna yeah. not gonna lie at all <laughs> but yeah don't is fantastic and it I, I i love don't it reminds me so much of uh house on not house on haunted hill mm-hmm. legend of hell house which those of you yeah have, listen no i love that film in general then you add in the actors and don't and it's it's fantastic what's
1: what's great about don't is it doesn't tell you anything about what happens in the movie it is no. all vibes and i'm like yes just just throw vibes at me that's what i wanted
0: yeah it's it's just how how, how do you feel but and yeah. that looks like it was filmed when Wright was making hot fuzz based on That'd be about right yeah uh, the there's another actor in it, and I think it's Rafe Spaulding. Like how he looks in Hot Fuzz, and you see him pan and
1: Yeah. Um, hot Fuzz was that summer. So, yeah, you're, you're probably right on the money. Yeah.
0: And then, but you, and then the final one which you brought up is Thanksgiving, which was announced a couple weeks ago or a month it's ago. It's coming out
1: this year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That Eli Roth is filming Thanksgiving.
1: So, Bean's not in it. Oh. So you want you want you want to see it? Like I was like, oh, I'm surprised we're not doing that. And then I was like, oh, wait, Bean's not in it. We're no. never gonna do it
0: <laughs> <laughs> unless it just it blows me away, right? Because I know Eli Roth is a more particular Gross. taste, a particular taste of <laughs> style. Gross and- is
1: the word you're looking for. <laughs>
0: You're not wrong. Yeah. So, Um,
1: I say that word without judgment. It sounds like a pejorative, but he just he reaches for gross and he gets it.
0: Yeah, and I and I think the Thanksgiving trailer really, if yeah, it really lets you know that this is what you're. uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) I didn't need to be told it was Eli Roth (laughs) to know that it was Eli Roth. The 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 bit with the trampoline, I'm like, oh, that's Eli Roth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: I figured I figured it would be the the uh, lovers lane scene that would let you know that that's Eli Roth. But you know
1: hinting, but uh, like no no doubts about it at a certain. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <point. laughs> I, uh, I like I said, I I have an unapologetic love for both films. You know, I will not disagree with the problems, but I also, I will have a good time with them.
1: I mean, both of these guys built their career on the Weinstein. So you're going to have that degree of reaction, even to, we mentioned Pulp Fiction earlier. Yeah, like I've seen Pulp Fiction maybe a couple of times over the last several years. And there is that moment where you're like, okay, we're going to try to move past it.
0: And I had that a couple of months ago because I recently rewatched both Kill Bill films. And yeah. knowing with what Uma Thurman went through, yeah. I, I had a very similar, like, oh, 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 like, mm-hmm. oh. And it's so. okay to have that
1: reaction, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't fight that reaction. It it keeps you aware.
0: I guess it's worth mentioning that Quentin Tarantino's not great either. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. He's not in the league with Weinstein, but he's, you know. You are. Yeah. He's he's in the same sport. Well, and I think that's why Mac, and I think Mac mentioning how with both of them having their careers helped by them, that's that Mm -hmm. sourness. Yeah. So I just looked down at my notes, and this is so funny, Mac, that you've already mentioned this, but I have a note that the score has such a Halloween 2 feel.
1: So hey, we both we both got there. We both independent. Got there.
0: <laughs> well, that's yeah. what's funny is because I'm kind of just looking through, making sure I didn't miss anything, <laughs>
1: and, and specifically Halloween too, because there's there is a metal pipe sound that Carpenter sampled that's not in the Halloween the first Halloween soundtrack, but is in the second. So you ding 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 ding. That's in there.
0: Yeah. So, Dr. Donna, I'm going to apologize to you for all the medical <laughs> malpractice that I know was going on <laughs> in this film. Oh, my Lord. Also, editor Billy pointed out that I will have a lot to apologize to Donna and Dr. Donna for. <laughs> <laughs> with this movie. I mean, I realize when you're talking about. What is essentially a B-movie? That you really cannot hold them to the same standards of medical Facts that, uh, <laughs> but no, one, you're not going to walk on a freshly amputated leg. <laughs> and two, you're not going to have passionate sex <laughs> on a freshly amputated leg. And three, how the fuck are you on your knees <laughs> when you don't have a knee? That was not what I thought was going to get you. I thought it was going to be with the guy getting examined. And they're like, oh, well, we're just going to have to take the arm off. Oh, that got me for sure. Okay. <laughs> that got me for sure. And I know this was pre-COVID, but pumping a pimple on a guy's tongue with no personal protection? Ooh, <laughs> 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 You're not wrong. No, you're not wrong. That's, that's why I keep giggling. It's not... It's, you're not wrong, Donna. Ooh. I do love the gag.
1: Emphasis on the gag.
0: The gag. (laughs) I do love when they tell the patient that they're going to have to cut his arm off and Brolin and the other doctor, Mime, cut that the film cuts. (laughs) There's Mm -hmm. a little, like, it's just so, it's so goofy. And that doctor, I can't remember if he's Rodriguez's actual doctor. There's a lot of people that Rodriguez is friends with that aren't in the industry. Like I know the the owner of the the go-go dancing club is like his realtor. Yeah. <laughs> it's something, and I can't remember what it was with the crazy babysitter twins. They were something that, Rod, they may be his cousins. Like, I don't know. There was something with them as well. There's a, a few like key people that. Yeah, Dr. Like- Felix is an actual doctor. Okay. And yeah, the, the real estate agent is is the strip club club owner i didn't read anything about the twins the, i can't the, the remember I'm, twins i may be just reaching with that one so that's not a uh definitely don't quote me on that one but those two i i know and uh, the needles and this is something that they, they do everywhere and and i should just get over it but the thing i i don't understand because I think it just looks better is when you're injecting into a vein, you want to be as close to parallel to the vein as you can get. So I just think it looks better instead of just jabbing right angle. I think it just would look better if they would try and come in more parallel. And I don't, I don't understand when they just jab right angle into the elbow, it just looks dumb as hell. Like, you're not accomplishing anything by injecting into the elbow joint. What the hell? Okay. All right. Okay. All fair points. All right. all, yes, all, thank all, you. All valid points. But, yeah, the... Okay, you've just walked in, and we're going to just cut your arm off with a... <laughs> with a oscillating bone saw. <laughs> just lie down. It's, it, that's just... Whatever. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of medical malpractice mm-hmm. going on in this...
1: As there is in Halloween too.
0: That's Fair. all you're saying. Fair yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's the other thing too. Sorry, I'm another bit of random trivia with this film. So Mar Marley Shelton, uh, Doctor Block's son, that is Robert Rodriguez's actual son, and he they never told him what happened to him. So there's an alternate version of this film. Where Tony survives, like, and you can, I think it's on the Blu-ray. They show little bits of it where, like, he's on the beach scene. On he's, no, that's at the end credits. There's a
1: post-credit scene.
0: Okay, if you get all the way to the end of the credits, he's playing with his animals on the beach. Okay, but he survives. So I have two versions of the this film, just FYI. So (laughs) I know both of you are shocked by this knowledge because they didn't release them together because it wasn't a successful, right. uh, film they released them separately and they made each film a little bit longer they did the uh and so the one that I watched for this time I watched it how it was intended uh just the first half ending with the trailers so but i now that you say that I remember that about mm-hmm. him in that scene that's why I my proposed rule was watch all the way to the end but see now that makes now that makes sense because I didn't think about and we didn't have the discussion of like, oh hey, which version is everybody watching? And, and so now yeah. now the now the rule suggestion makes a lot more sense, Don because it did not um now granted, I was still drinking coffee, so I just kind of took it as it was still, yeah, yeah, we should relitigate that discussion, huh, <laughs> huh. okay. Yeah, I, as much as I love this one, I don't have a ton of notes. I kind of mentioned that off Mm -hmm. mic that most of my notes are quotes. I have an interesting piece of trivia for you, though. Mrs. Dr. Brock, as opposed to Mr. Dr. Brock, um, she has on her notepad, she's she's writing a to-do list, and it says, cereal for Tony, crickets for Tony's pets, kill Bill. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I guess that is a dr block's real uh or his uh his first name well i like with her character specifically there is a family history like the actor michael parks plays that same character in rodriguez and tarantino films like if you ever see kind of a marshall type character it's always him and we'll see in death proof uh you'll meet his son and who was also i think the actor's real son or something like that. Yeah, but that, yeah, that sounds right. Um, but yeah, you, who my, are you referring to? Um, Michael Parks. Michael Parks. He's uh, who Michael Bean calls like, Hey, I need Earl. I'm sorry. I need you to come oh, out. Oh, oh, okay. Her, uh, her father. Yeah. Doc, her father. Yeah. Mr. Do- Mrs. Dr. Block's father. Gotcha. Right. Okay. It's her father, but he shows up in both Rodriguez and Tarantino films. And it's the same mm-hmm. character that you'll always see. So I just thought that was interesting. Tom Savini. Yes. Tom My Savini- boy Tom Savini. Yes. Your boy Tom Savini is a, a delightful sheriff's deputy. Can't shoot anything. No. And he gets one of the most gory deaths and I love it. And whenever I see him, I have this same thought process every time I see him act, which is like, why doesn't he act more? He's a very striking looking guy. You should see him act more, followed by, oh, he's a very bad actor. <laughs> that's that's why you don't see him act more. He's actually very bad at it. That's but, why. But he's a good director. Yes. He is a good director. If you haven't caught the 1990 remake of Night of the Living Dead that he directed, he he's very good. Mm-hmm. And he directed that with Romero's blessing. Yeah, Romero was like, "Yeah, go for it." Now, no disrespect. I love Tom Savini. Oh he yeah, is, yeah. He's my favorite. Different skill sets. Yeah, yeah different skill sets. He has he has mm-hmm. a very defined skill set. And acting, it's not where he he invested his skill points at character creation. <laughs> that's that's not where he put his skill points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else about planet Terror that we wanted before jumping into rule poll and quote?
1: by my count, he did he uh, Rodriguez was the director, the writer, uh, the composer, which I don't know if I buy that one hundred percent and uh, cinematographer, editor, and visual effects supervisor, like that uh, spread the wealth, buddy well,.
0: And- <laughs> And maybe some of that is also just yeah. to be in the grindhouse vein, since that was kind of the thing that they mm. they all had to do yeah. in 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 the films they're paying homage to. Yes. All right. So I have our quote now. I think we, it needs to be stated, and I and I mentioned it briefly. Most of my notes are quotes. That's what they are. Uh, we really did like it's go go not cry cry. Uh, which was Mac or was it Donna that had the one about the shit where's this yeah it was me okay what was that one again that
1: uh where's the shit I mean yeah. there's that yeah
0: Um, I like yeah. to see how fast my friends work uh yeah. are you a wreck array granted look who delivers that we'll just leave that as it leave it where it is but uh, what we ended up going with is, is, is I'm gonna eat your brain and gain your knowledge <laughs> Every time I hear it, it cracks me up. It just, it just, it, it's a delight. It makes me happy. <laughs> Macula, you have our rule. I do.
1: Uh, don't make shit and shit won't get started. Variation on fuck around and find out, but using, meeting the movie where it's at, uh, mm-hmm. syntax-wise.
0: Less elegant, less elegant, but but. As is roughly. the movie. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> as as it, it fits it's fitting yeah. it, it works with with the film i found i found my trivia comment okay what's your triv- share? what is your trivia comment somebody trying to show off their um sat words Ooh, just to clear up matters for the in, in words that you know by reading and not by saying incognoscenti which i had to refer to my college latin it means ignorant <laughs> cogno meaning to know so incognoscente means to not know um so someone's being very clever here to clear up matters for the incognoscenti senti 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 the scratches and other artifacts on the film and fake trailers are intentional oh really (laughs) yes so anyway i'm just really (laughs) impressed by them trotting out incognoscenti Hey, they 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 had their fifty cent word that they had to use, yes. and they yes. did. So now that that's
1: a whoever made that remark is not engaging with this movie in the spirit in which it's intended. No. But in their defense, they probably heard somebody complain about that, and that person's even less engaging with the movie in which mm-hmm. in the spirit in which it's intended. So
0: exactly. Yeah. So y'all. The movie's supposed to have scratches on it.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Back in the day, they would project film on a thing called film and it had grain, and sometimes it just the the reel burned up and you were you were up a shit creek and you didn't know what happened in the middle of the movie. You just had to guess. You wrote the that 15 minutes of the movie in your head.
0: Yep. <laughs> and that's how that comment is supposed to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I have our poll question, uh <laughs> which it's how is she firing the gun? How, how is she firing her gun leg? Like? Well, Doctor Donnie, you got anything on that? <laughs> I, I do actually. Um, Excellent. We don't really know who El Ray is, but when we discover who he is, everyone's real impressed. Okay. <laughs> So I think that in addition to being clearly a trained combatant, he's also a biomechanical engineer. Okay. So I think what he's done is he's put inside that connector, the connector to her amputated leg. He's put in there a sensor that will detect micro muscle vibrations. So all she has to do is think about flexing those leg adductors, just flexing those leg adductors and it will fire that gun. Um,
1: there's a balance in there. Anytime it's at ninety degrees, it fires. If it's horizontal, it's firing. But if it's up and yeah, if it's vertical, it knows it and is like, no, no, she's standing on it now.
0: But then how does it know to change over to a rocket launcher? I don't know. And <laughs> and, and and the degree of explosion that said rocket is going to do because. There was a fantastic explosion that propelled her over the wall and then there were other little small explosions.
1: <laughs> uh prayer uh the force all of those are combining in that weapon I think just clean living I think is the lesson of the movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> clean living yeah. eat a lot of barbecue drink the water JT has. Uh, yeah. The- <laughs> I, I have no answer. It's because it makes my brain hurt trying to come up with an answer, but I like Donna's answer. Yeah. I'll also accept the force. I'm a fan of the force yeah. as well.
1: It's in the missing reel.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's now,
1: it's, it's in, in. It's entirely explained in the
0: missing reel. Okay, now that I'll accept. It's, it's yeah. in the missing reel. <laughs> it's in the missing reel. The answers to every objection you have. Is that missing reel? Okay. I like that. I I will accept all of that. (laughs) Uh, I will go first on Happy Place. We have been looking for a dog and last Saturday we adopted a dog and his name is Finn and he is a sweet best boy and I'm very happy. My heart is very full. And so that is my happy place is that I have a dog now and it makes me happy. I hear him waiting on me because the door shut, just so we're clear. <laughs> He's a very handsome boy. He is a super handsome boy.
1: Distinguished looking, as well. yes, yeah.
0: I like I like both of those. I will yeah. I will accept both of those compliments for him. So yeah, that is my that is my happy place. So my happy place is going to start off a little sad. Okay, which is that horrible people on the internet made Lizzo sad this week. And, but, but not um, for long.
1: Lizzo can't be kept down.
0: Lizzo cannot be kept down. Yeah. And so I bought Lizzo's entire album, most recent album. I have been listening to it this week. And this week Lizzo told me I'm special. That's a fantastic album, by the way. Yeah. And um, so Lizzo's music made me happy this week. And you should buy it because it's really good. There.
1: Well said. Um,
0: I will co-sign off on the Lizzo's album, Great, and you should buy it. And then she'll tell you you're special. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, through that.
1: So this is the last show we will do before The Flash comes out. Yes. Uh, so I, the next time we will speak, I will have seen it. Same. Uh, the Return of Keaton is a foundational thing. Yes, Ezra Miller's problematic. I hope they get the help that they need. I hope that some of the stories about them are exaggerated because some of them are quite awful. Just be- Not because, oh, I want to feel fun in the movie, but just I want less suffering in the world. But the Keaton of it all. The idea of a new m- movie with Keaton as Batman is still a hypothetical at this point. It is anticipation. The next time we talk... Whether the movie's great, whether the movie's awful, it will be in a finite package. It will exist in very definable terms. So now is the last time I can say I can imagine what that third Keaton Batman movie is and it, it, it lives only in the confines of, of the infinite human mind that I possess. That is happy.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. And on that note, you can find us on the social media uh i am on instagram and twitter as at Callista 77 i'm on instagram and twitter at at dragon goblin there's no i in goblin
1: i am uh on par- uh, twitter at party apocalypse theoretically instagram also there but uh spoutable which you know i i, I want you to succeed spoutable tell me how i can help you succeed, but. It's another discussion for another time. Uh, Partyapocalypse.com has this podcast and other uh, fine podcasts, including The Holiday is Broken, Disorganized, a Criminal Minds podcast, and full runs of As the Myth Turns, Friendables, and The Fourth Wall. Uh,
0: we are on uh, Cabin. We're at Beyond Cabin on Twitter, at Beyond Cabin on Instagram. Our webpage, which is so graciously hosted by Party Apocalypse, is BeyondTheCabinInTheWoods.com. Uh, as always, thank you to our editor, Billy, for making us sound very professional. And thank you for listening, and please rate, review, and subscribe to us if you aren't doing so already. And don't read the Latin. And don't shoot the sheriff. You know what horror is?